One nothing raised the pitch. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Siri at the wall. And it's gone. Mitchell looks for 70. <laughs> a sight to behold. He can't stop smiling, Brad. He was playing just fantastic <laughs> basketball. Here it comes. A swing and a liner back up the middle base hit into center. Here comes Quan. Here comes Rosario. The Guardians win. Are you ready? For the We Like Sports podcast, stay tuned and hear the latest on what the crew has to say regarding the latest sports topics nationally and locally. Make sure to check out WeLikeSportsPC.com and to subscribe on all podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at WeLikeSportsPC. And welcome to the We Like Sports Show. I'm your host, Ed and Columbus, with my co-host, Keith and Casey. How's it going, guys? It was a fun, packed sports weekend. Plenty to unpack on this Monday. Got two NFL games tonight, Monday night. They like to do two games now. We got the Sunday slate. We got the college football. I'm not going to lie. I'm excited. OH, Casey, can I get an IO? IO. IO, okay. IO. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, because my Buckeyes went to South Bend, Indiana, and uh, put on a Put Lou Holtz in his place. I wouldn't say a show per se, but it was a show. It was, it was, you know what I'm saying? Wait until the last minute, last play of the game. I mean, it is sports entertainment. That's why we love it. That's why we like sports, and uh, we're glad you joined uh, in today. And uh, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's do some housekeeping. This is for Peyton Vince. Shout out to Peyton Vince. Uh, I know he got to watch that game, uh, the Monday night game, uh, the Pittsburgh game, and he was very happy about that. But uh, now I can finally say this, F Pittsburgh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll continue on from there. But just want to say this, guys, because Casey, we got Casey. He is in Cleveland, so the guns are closer. Uh, <laughs> Northeast Ohio. So if you need a pre-workout, we like sports show and tight nutrition have teamed up. So head on over to tightnutrition.net backslash we like sports and get 10%. Off your order and get those guns like Casey at a 10% discount. <laughs> what could be better than that? I know what could be better, maybe. Don't forget to check out the Snooze You Lose podcast with Uncle Joe, the Black Bookie. He's got your Snooze You Lose pick of the week that will surely add to your sports entertainment value when you have more coin in your man purse. That's allowed. <laughs> You're allowed to do that. And also, also check, head on over to Official League. They got some nice lids right here. Check I'm supposed to be right getting here. my hat on Thursday. Peyton was supposed to give it to me last Thursday to wear it today. But uh-huh. I'm supposed to be getting it this Thursday. I should be wearing it next week if he gives uh-huh. it to me. Well, that, that will be awesome. Check out Official League. Rock a nice hat like this. This is honoring the 1970 Sandlot Cleveland teams. And, uh, of course, I'm a champion, so they're going to give me the 1970 champ champions of Wyndham truckers so congratulations guys uh mm-hmm. 1970 champs i mean you know what any keith would you agree to this any kind of championship whether it be in middle school high school or heck in kind of any anything uh softball related hey you got to take a championship when you can especially in northeast <laughs> ohio exactly exactly i, I agree i, I mm. must say i want to touch on the black bookie i want to explain my since i'm in a legal state of gambling finally um the one week uh i can do it probably during the football season Thursday night, hit $500 um, on the first touchdown, Ronnie Bell. Lost that $500 yesterday. 
Um, so really hoping tonight. Gamble <laughs> responsibly, people. Gamble <laughs> responsibly. So, hoping tonight I can get that back. Um, with with two games tonight, I was I will tell you Saturday, five hundred dollars. I was this close to it again. New Mexico State was playing Hawaii at midnight. They lost by three. The spot was two mm. and a half. If they would have covered, I would have won. They were up 17-7 going into the fourth. Thought I had it set um, with the bet at like two. Woke up. They lost. The other bad news was yesterday. I'm not sure if you guys see since you're up in, in Ohio, so you see it a lot. Last week, they had every single game um, with a field goal. Every team picks a field goal on Sunday. Last week, it hit. Uh, um, and it was plus 20,000 odds last week. Since mm. I wasn't in a legal state, I couldn't put on that. So I waited till this week. They loaded to plus 9,000. The two games that lost me, I could have got $5,000 on 50 bucks. The two games that cost me were the goddamn Dolphins, who scored 70 points and did not get one field goal in 70 points. And the Chargers did not get a field goal. Every mm. other team yesterday got one except for those two. So if I would have hit that $5,000, this pocket would have been a little heavier than it is right now. Um, but I was this close, this close again. So... If I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck at all, Ed. What's up? It's your boy Uncle Joe, the Black Bookie. Don't go anywhere as you're listening to the We Like Sports podcast. Once the show is over, tune in and subscribe to the Snooze or Lose podcast, available on all streaming platforms. Our show is a sports and a sports betting podcast where the motto is and always will be win together, lose together. So tune in and like I always say, snooze you lose. What's going on, We Like Sports Podcast fans? We wanted to take the time to tell you about our great friends at Sidelines Sports Bar and Grill. Sidelines is known to have the best wings in the Cleveland area, with over 30 different wing flavors, including our favorite, the Spicy Honey Blast. Sidelines also has their steak special every Wednesday, all day, for only $9. You get a perfect 8-ounce strip steak served with your choice of a baked potato or fries with a side salad with the dressing of your choice. This great deal is for dining only. Stop in to see our friends at Sideline Sports Bar and Grill at 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Again, that's 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Or give them a call for takeout at 330-220-0888. 330-220-0888. Sideline Sports Bar and Grill for nights you never remember, but the friends you'll never forget. <laughs> New Mexico, Hawaii, correct? Yes, and I, I had a parlay. A six-game parlay in all five. Western Kentucky, I had. I had uh, Tulsa. I had some teams you never heard of. But I Western, I was so close. So close that New Mexico State lost to Hawaii. 17-7 they were up and lost 20-17. to what, what is that number? 1-800-GAMBLE? What is that? Gambler? What is that, what is that number? <laughs> there was a system behind the bet of those. It was, I can't know the exact thing, but there was a system behind it with teams that were in a certain – uh, wind like between 10 and 15 and they had um, less than three was a spot. I bet money line as well as a spot. They all won. All those underdogs won except for New Mexico state. I would have hit the money line and the cover wow. if they would have won that game. So and the, all and the little five were correct except for that one. And the mascot for New Mexico state is Lobos. I think so. Shout it's the New Mexico State Lobos, I believe, right? Shout out to the the Lobos. I <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess my, my thing about gambling is people gambling respons- gamble responsibly. And also yeah. if you're gonna bet on a college team, know know their nickname maybe before you put a wager on them. That's just isn't Hawaii like the Rainbow Warriors the or Rainbow. something? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I knew what I was doing. I... Okay, okay, all right, okay. Just 
Just throwing that out there. But uh, all right, so let's go around. Keith, obviously, yes, you, watch, you watch the Ohio State Notre Dame game and uh, your takes on that one. It was, it was actually a pretty good game, for real, for real. It's a pretty good game. But Ohio State showed me something late. Finally. They showed me something late. And they showed me that no matter what, if you give them, if you make key mistakes against Ohio State, they will come back to beat you. Because they know the damn should have been off the field. Was it a pass interference penalty or something? But you gotta I give agree. you gotta give credit to Kyle McCord. Ride with six. Cleveland knows all about Man. riding with six. So I gotta ride with six. I got my one jersey here too. <laughs> he made all the throws late in that game. All the throws. And I like what Ohio State did at the end. They didn't get fancy like they had did earlier when they was in Notre Dame territory on fourth and inches. Oh, with the Mecca Buka, that, that stretch uh, yeah, run that they had. That end around, yeah. yeah. For a minute, yeah. I thought Kevin Stefanski was coaching for a minute. We then. said the hey. same thing. That, yes, Shit, said the Kevin thing. Stefanski yesterday was running a couple of end arounds and trick plays to start the game, man. <laughs> well, I, Ohio I State just said at the end, we going straight up the middle. Good luck trying to stop us. Absolutely. And then they only had 10 game. men. Only had 10 men on the field. Yeah. So that okay. hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Notre Dame, you know, they're a good squad, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I agree. But... I agree. That was a good victory. They, no. But also, shout out to the Ohio State defense. God, they, yep. kept Sam Hart- they kept Sam Hartman in line. Yep. I agree. I agree. And their yeah. running game really – didn't get on track like it's been in the past few. They games. had the run by Travion Henderson, which they needed to get the touchdown. But to, I would say overall, you're right. I think they tried to do too much, like, like to Casey's point. They, they like to get to the Kevin Stefanski. They love the outside too much. You know, go straight up yes. the, the gut with with the running game and everything like that. I, I totally agree with that, Keith. That's that's spot yes. on. Yeah. And Casey. Ohio State neutralized um, Notre Dame's running game as well too. I, I well, thought the same thing. I thought they'd make them one-dimensional, keep everything in front. Uh, their best defense was basically Notre Dame's going to run out of real estate because they were playing a bend-don't-break defense. I think Jim Knowles didn't want to give up the big play. I mean, it, they were dominating with the time of possession, but I think Ohio State thought, you know what, they made, they're dominating time of possession, but they're not scoring points, you know, and I think that's what the, the best thing was. Casey, your thoughts on Ohio State's dramatic victory in South Bend, Indiana this past weekend. So I'm not going to be as positive as Keith, sadly, uh, or Ed. But um, the things that stood out to me in that game, that was the first real Ohio State game I watched just because um, DirecTV didn't have Fox the last, like, three weeks. Um, so I missed it. And then with, you know, just the times they play, I work. So I, I didn't get to see a whole game until this one. Um, I've seen bits and pieces, you know, on TV. But um, my thing was, to be fair, without that defense – they probably wouldn't have won that game because offensively, right. I, well, I agree. And, I, yes, yeah, yeah. Until the end of that game, M- yep. truthfully, McCord didn't stand out to me until that last drive. Right, that last drive was yeah. huge. That he came through huge yep. with that. But throughout the game, mm-hmm. I was worried. Now, like you said, with the time of possession, the two things that that really we didn't have a good drive until that last one. Right, right? we, we did right. you, you had that big touchdown, which was mm-hmm. huge to come out of the half. Yep. right. That was great. So that scored us a seven, but I was worried going into that last drive that we didn't move the ball down the field really at all. 
You know, mm-hmm. we didn't have that kind of, you know, big drive like Notre Dame had, but I think it was, like you said, Jim Knowles knew what he was doing. Because yep. if, if you burnt out that time mm-hmm. possession, they killed us the time possession, but there were like eight-minute, nine-minute drives that granted only got seven points. I mean, it, was, yep. it, it scored their two touchdowns off of that, but it was such a big chunk of time that it, it, it didn't give much more time for scoring. Right. right. You, you, you know what I mean? So it, it did give up two big drives, but it, it helped us, I feel, just because it was such a big thing. The one thing that I, I will say is Marvin Harrison Jr., he didn't do much that game either. I think McCord wasn't really helping, but he didn't do that much. Kate Stover was huge. Yes, and they used him in the middle of the field this time. Correct. For once. Kate Stover was a was a big part of that game. He had a probably fi- five for 50 or something like yep. that. But those five for 50 were big plays. And then there was that goofy-ass uh, – Tip play that he caught for the first down. That yeah, was oh, yeah, third exactly. down. yeah, yeah, yeah. That could have been a touchdown. Yeah, it, been, that yeah. was a huge first down there. Yep. The other thing was Notre Dame's run game. You watched the same play that I did. They were hyping up Notre Dame's run game. All that. I forgot what the guys. They had four running backs that were big. They had that one guy who, after the was it fourth quarter stats, he had all these yards. If you look though, they didn't say it, but if you looked at the the stat they gave, it was like 125 yards in the fourth quarter of the last two games or something. He got one one game was like 80 yards in the fourth quarter. It was one mm. big run he had. Yep. So realistically, it was like four games. He had 125 yards in the last four games in the fourth quarter, right? And all it was was one game he had 80 yards. He busted a big run last week. So realistically, he wasn't that big of a, you know, it was one big run that he had. So I don't right. think that they – but they the thing was it reminded me of the Browns with their run game with having those four guys that – what I was worried about was with the Browns and Cream Hunt and Nick Chubb back two years ago. You would have those guys kind of swap out, and the defense would be tired in the fourth, and right. those running backs would be fresh because of all those guys they have. So that was my like one worry. But, I, I mean, McCord at the end, that was huge. And then the Ryan Day thing, yes. uh, oh, with Ohio Lugo. against the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yes. that I think was big too. That was uh, – because personally watching that game, Ryan Day hasn't – Lou Holtz was correct. He hasn't beat a big team since he's been there really. You know, and that's what that's what I other worries too is. Well, we beat close. Clemson. We beat Clemson in the yeah, I, yeah. Okay, but you lost as Lou Holtz said all those. Yeah, I, I, it's been a while. It's been a while. Correct. And, so Ryan Day coming up with that was huge. I think beating Notre Dame and Sam Hartman, as, as Keith said, I, I he didn't look too hot. You know, he was the Heisman. No. He didn't look too great at all. So that defense, no. I think, was uh, we did step up a lot this week, yeah. which is. Rare for Ohio State. Right. Yes. They're given. They're normally scoring a lot, and the defense is. Yes, bad. and defense is given up. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Also, I like to bring up. Also, Notre Dame brought it on themselves. Why would mm. you try a pass late in the fourth quarter? Yep. Mm. Right. They, they, they thought they the were going to play it safe with that screen, and that that, that dude almost intercepted hit two big plays. Whatever almost intercepted, was. and then took it yep. to the house. Yes. He had two big plays in that last drive to get us the ball back. Yes. And it stopped the clock. Yep. Like, <laughs> I was just looking at like, wow, you gonna leave the door open still? Trying no, to be they, too smart. That's what it was. They yeah. they got it done in a in a big, big way. And you know, congratulations to myself and the Ohio State Buckeyes. I am a Buckeye alum and uh you know having victory Monday. I also am a Cleveland Browns fan, so I'm loving football this weekend. Something that uh you know, it's hard to get two wins from, from both teams. The Buckeyes usually get the win, but it's the Brownies that are finally going to turn around. I think we'll talk a lot about the defense and with our special guest coming up in a few minutes. But I, you know what, guys? It's kind of quiet here, but mm. I think I hear something. Casey, I know you're you're in Cleveland now. Do you hear that? I think it's closer. Yeah, I hear it. I think, I think I, that's right. Uh-oh. It's time for breaking news. 
This is Eddie Columbus with your We Like Sports. Breaking news. The Ohio State Buckeyes defeated the Notre Dame Fighting Irish this past Saturday, 17-14. OSU quarterback Kyle McCord led the team down the field on the game-winning drive, proving that there is a God. Unfortunately for Irish fans, that same God hates Notre Dame. The Miami Dolphins put up a whopping 70 points in their beatdown of the Broncos. The 70 points are the most in a regular season game since 1966, and the Finns could have broken the record, but head coach Mike McDaniel wanted to vape after the game and thought that a record-breaking performance would have equated into more questions and less puff time. <laughs> and finally, the NFL announced the act for the Super Bowl halftime show will be U-S-H-E-R-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D. Yeah, I got it bad. This is my confession. And this is it in Columbus with your We Like Sports. Breaking news. <laughs> I, I I am excited about Usher being the – Obviously, Ed, Ed's a big player. Usher fan, it sounds like. I am a big – you know what I did there? If you, if you noticed, I put uh, four songs in, in, in that last with the uh, – You know what nice you sound like? Yeah, you, you sound just like the NFL Red Zone channel every time that Travis Kelsey was on with TV. the Taylor Swift. I, you know, and I thought <laughs> yes. it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was writing Breakhead News, I thought it would be easy just to put a Taylor Swift in there and then put mm. all the puns from the songs. But I went one better. I put Usher because Usher, part owner of the Cavaliers, so hey, why not have that Cleveland connection right there? Hey, right. wouldn't it be something if Usher was to do, is to do the Super Bowl and and the Browns? The Browns it? were in it. Yeah, let's go. Keith, give me some of that, that Kool Aid, Keith. Uh, I'll the stop Browns over. in Detroit. No, give me that vape that Mike McDaniel has. <laughs> <laughs> that. that might work. That might work. But oh, uh, before our guest comes on, real quick, uh, what did you think about Prime Oregon Ducks? That coach? Anything? Any thoughts about that? Because uh, you know we got to mention that as well. Two big time games in college football. One was a close one. One not so close. <laughs> I mean. So you look at their wins they had. They beat TCU, right? That we talked about. That's the last time we I talked about them was TCU. You know, we'll see what they are. TCU is not ranked anymore. Um, so that big win that they had, it, was it a big win or was it just you know TCU's pedigree from last year carrying over and you know not being the same team? That's a tough one. I I, I don't. I watched that game. It, it was bad from the start. Yeah. There there was no hope. Uh, Shadir Sanders didn't look like he. The Heisman, you know, Heisman moving up the Heisman ranks. He dropped farther down than he moved up. Oh, man, They're missing game. Travis Hunter really bad, that team. That I don't really think that that was that, that big of a game, you know. That, yeah. It's tough. I, I think that it's and, – and we talked the same time. We went through their schedule. They have, I think, five of their next eight games are top 25 teams. Yep. USC, yep. I think, is coming to <laughs> – Yeah, man. I, 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 I'm not going to lie. It, it's it, – I mean – Bo Nix look good, you know, yeah. for, for Oregon. But well, he's played chance... in college for like 20 years, so yeah, correct. <laughs> there, there's a shot that he doesn't even they don't even end up 500 now. I, if they if they got yeah. their if Oregon's not that, you know, they're not mm-hmm. phenomenal, they're mm-hmm. not a um Ohio State, I don't think. I mean, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know, it's hard to gauge them, you know what I mean. Yeah, Keith, Keith, what's your what do you take? Think? Yeah, what's your I, I take on that, Keith? What did you think about well, the coach kind of, kind of for Oregon, kind of like clicks instead of win wins instead of clicks and all that? I don't like that, but yeah, to me that was that was it was like really it's like mm-hmm. dude, and also Dion said himself that he doesn't have everything he needs right now right. at Colorado, 
they don't have the linemen. They're undersized. They're undersized. They're undersized on the line. So, honestly, I really wasn't surprised that Oregon beat them. But when Prime does get those recruits, the big guys, then I wanted to see what Landon says then. Yeah. It would, yeah, but it's tough when you're you're stepping on their logo before the game, and then you get your ass. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, they it were it doing happens. that. It happens, but it's a learning <laughs> experience for Colorado, because Dion knew going what he was going into in the Pac-12. Now he knew he wasn't better than Oregon, and he knew he wasn't better than USC. Hell, he might not even be better than Washington or Washington. No, Penix is. I'm telling you, Penix. Yeah. Michael Penix. I'm telling you, Penix. Penix wrecked shop in the Big Ten the year he was yeah, healthy. I, yes. I, I, yeah. If you would like, I am doing a project on Michael Penix and my, for school. So I got all the, the stats on Michael Penix. He is currently leading the uh, NCAA in passing yards this year out of all yeah. the teams. And he is, I think, out of pri- on the pace he's at, if he continues to go at it, he will be like 12th all-time in quarterback passing in college for a se- single season, not obviously the whole – like he said, seven-year seniors he got. Just single season. And then Heisen-wise, he'd be number three or four with his pa- his passing yards if he continues yeah. at the, the rate that he's at. And Washington's, they're tough. And also, you go, like, through Colorado's schedule, TCU's not a physical football team. Everybody knows that. That's correct, yeah. Two, Nebraska is a physical football team, but they don't have the skill horses to yeah. go. Number three... Colorado State should have beat Colorado. Yeah. Mental mistakes, penalties, whatnot became their undoing, but they were physical with Colorado last week. And I think coming off that, they just came out flat in Oregon. And, you know, Oregon blitzed them. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think that, yeah, the pressure got them got yes. for sure. And honesty, Oregon might be the second most physicalist team in the Pac-12 behind Utah. The only thing I think, I I think they wouldn't have a problem if they didn't talk such a big game and they get their ass kicked. It's like Sean Payton with the Broncos. If he wasn't, you know, 70 to 20, I don't know what's more embarrassing, but I would say 70 to 20 in the NFL. But it's just, it's just just tough with the, you know, it's they talk that big game and then put nothing up, you know, it's, like you said, he doesn't have the horses that he needs yet, but maybe temper yeah. down that, that volume until you do. Well, you know, if he don't believe, who will believe? That's know, true. Man. If he don't believe, who will believe? Yeah, but even and, every every coach does believe and in their think team, about but it's just this. not that grand scheme. And also think about this. They had showed a clip when his sons was talking about going pro, and Dion said, y'all ain't going nowhere. Yeah, correct. Because <laughs> he probably knew – What's coming ahead? And people are trying to hype them up in the headlines and stuff like that. But you got Oregon, USC. (laughs) Yeah, that's absolutely right. And you know what we got right now? We have a special guest from the Charm City speaking about the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns coming up. We'll talk about that. So let's bring him on. What's up, my guy? Matt Trigger. Matt, I, I was, you know what? I was actually, when they were What's talking, on, guys? I was trying to figure the return. out. I saw your message and then I was trying to figure out, but I'm a technological dinosaur when it comes to it and I'm a little slow. So I apologize for that. But uh, 
you know, better late than never. And uh, let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens because they had a game yesterday, and I can't mm-hmm. lie. I was kind of happy with the results. You may not be. But uh, so my first question to you is, what is the state of the Ravens franchise right now after that <laughs> loss against the Indianapolis Colts? We got a reality check, first and foremost. That was the biggest reality check we could have got because uh, the first two weeks was a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde for the Baltimore Ravens. We fell flat against the Houston Texans, and I think we lucked out because they had a rookie quarterback making his first career start in the NFL, mm-hmm. and our defense played lights out. And um, yep. then we had, a, we had a fantastic performance against the Cincinnati Bengals, and our offensive line looked like they were in sync with even missing Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum. True. Then, you know, the offense was starting to open up a little bit. It was starting to click. We were running the ball well. Lamar's finding guys that are open downfield. The offense is looking like it's not a JV high school offense like it's been yeah. the last four years. So then the Colts played us the way that other teams – have played us in recent years to shut Lamar down. Um, he, even though he had two rushing touchdowns yesterday, he didn't throw for any. He didn't throw any interceptions either, but he also had a very bad turnover in the game. The offensive line did not do a fantastic job blocking. I think they struggle with faster uh, edge setters and faster pass rushers because Quiddy Pay is an, an absolute speed demon on that outside. And we got a little bit of a reality check. We got punched in the mouth early. A lot of the a lot of the fans, myself included, were riding high after beating Cincinnati in Cincinnati, which is a, a feat. And I think a lot of us were overlooking this game. A lot of the fans were overlooking this game. They were looking onto Cleveland, onto Pittsburgh, and even onto the London game against Tennessee. And Gardner Minshew is a seasoned veteran. And I'm not saying he's a good quarterback or anything like that, because if he was a good quarterback, he'd be starting somewhere, not because of an injury. We fell flat. We were unprepared. And at some point you got to look at the, at the team as a whole. We had some very questionable clock management, um, lack of awareness, a a lack of awareness by a lot of different players. Um, Prime example was two minutes left in the game. Uh, the coach, Har- Coach Harbaugh doesn't realize that they put five seconds back on the clock and that uh, safety punt, he called for a fair catch, and we went yep. three and out. So that opened up another situation where the defense, the defense was on the field a lot yesterday. The offense had a lot of stalling drives. We didn't sustain. You know, there's everybody's teams are known for something. The Ravens are known around the league for having one of those 15 play, eight and a half, nine minute drives that just absolutely beats down a defense at some point during the game, whether it's in the first half or the second half. Yep. Like they did against Cincinnati. Right. Mm-hmm. The, yep. That last drive, we were on the field for five or six minutes and, and just wore, leaned on them. Yep. We didn't have any of those type of situations yesterday. I'm not going to make an excuse about injuries because injuries yeah. happen in football and sure. we've, we've sustained a lot. We have sustained a lot yesterday. We're going into Cleveland with Melvin Gordon as our starting running back next week. I was going to say Melvin Gordon, uh, maybe five years ago, that was good shape. but So right now our running backs are Melvin Gordon and Kenyon Drake. And Kenyon Drake is an explosive running back. He played for us last year. He proved himself to be a, a, a decent running back. It was a numbers game. 
because all of our guys were coming back healthy for the 23 season. Now we're he, his first touch yesterday. He catches the pass over the middle, takes it up the sideline, and gets tackled from behind and fumbles the ball. His first touch. Hmm. And if there's anything that anybody knows about John Harbaugh, if you fumble the ball and put it on the ground, you're not, not going to be out there. You're gonna, yeah. Not what I've noticed out. about Baltimore, just watching their games this year, is you know if the knock on Lamar Jackson is he can't throw, he can't throw. I I I I don't think that's the case. I think your receivers can't catch. There were times late <laughs> in that game yesterday where I, I, you get that first down or whatever like that. Your, your receivers are dropping the, uh, the, the Duvernay or whatever like that. You know, Duvernay and like yeah, he dropped, dropped, dropped one, and I'm just like, I thought he was more sure-handed than that. And he, he, he there was one in Cincinnati that he he didn't catch, and it was a, it would have been a spectacular catch. I didn't really blame him on that. But the one yesterday, I know it was sloppy conditions and everything, but he dropped the catchable one. It was like. It, 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 into it, was him a, and, it was a light drizzle. It wasn't like yeah. a torrential downpour like people were thinking. Now I think Lamar gets a bad knock. I think he puts the ball in, in good spots. I think the receivers aren't that good. Uh, let me, let me, let me. I'm gonna be, a, I'm gonna be transparent. I'm gonna be a realist about it. Okay. Because on my show over the entire course of the off season, I was convinced that Lamar was going to be a quarterback either on the Indianapolis Colts or the Atlanta Falcons. I thought that he was going to one of those two teams in the off season. I kind of mentally prepared myself all year that Lamar wasn't going to be a Baltimore Raven come 2023. I was trying to make the the pain less. (laughs) Lamar's everybody's saying Lamar can't throw. The thing is we had 10 years of Joe Flacco in, in Baltimore. Joe Flacco has a historically fantastic, strong, accurate arm. Now his penchant for reading defenses can be suspect over the course of the years, but Flacco could make every throw on a football field with ease because he had the arm to do it. Lamar has the arm strength. He doesn't have the touch. Okay. Yes. And, be, and because he, because Lamar struggles reading defenses sometimes, the touch decreases even more because it's a panicked throw. Okay. Like Joe Flacco could stand yes. in the pocket and make a, a, a throw outside the numbers with ease because that's how easy he had it with the arm strength. And a lot of people are comparing this offense and this iteration of offense and this generation to the previous, which is what everybody does for their teams. Right. Mm. Joe, if you think about who Joe Flacco was throwing to, they weren't big name receivers, but, but Anquan Bolden was a, a linebacker. He was, he, was, yeah. he was a linebacker that could Yeah, but he wasn't, the, he wasn't uh, there the whole, like, it was after, you right. know. Right. I'm, saying, I'm, I'm just saying the last iteration Correct. before we yeah. started yeah. going right. to this phase. You know, mm-hmm. Tory Smith. Tory Smith took the top of the defense. You know, you knew, Tory Smith was going to do two things on the field. He was either running the nine, or he was going to run the comeback route, yep. a, a curl or a hitch. But the thing is, if Joe Flacco could throw the ball to Tory, he's either a going to outrun the guy and catch it, or he's going to get a little bit of contact, flail his arms, and get a pass interference, <laughs> which is just as good as a catch. Yep, correct. True. So, true. So there's no we don't we lack the hard-nosed offensive players of our previous generation, and uh, and people are associating that to this football team now. We don't have the dogs on offense the way that we used to. There's no a wide receiver on this team that's going to go up and get the ball and muscle a safety or a linebacker or a cornerback. There's not a, a running back on this team that's going to run you over and then get in your grill afterwards and let you know that he just ran you over. Gus, Gus is quiet, but he's a good running back. This is a whole different team, and people are are are, are mixing legacy with current mm-hmm. 
team construct, and it's really pissing a lot of people off in our fan base. The historical identity of them, yeah. You think of the Ravens, you think of what you just said. So when well, they're not playing, yeah. The we, the we Like Sports Show Nation wants to know, and as a Cleveland fan, and wants to know, where the hell's OBJ at? Give us an update on OBJ and what's going on with him and how long he, he's going to be out. He, he got hurt last week in the second quarter. Um, he he ran he ran a slant. He caught the ball, but when he went to to plant and go upfield, his foot like kind of jammed into the turf a little bit, and he had an ankle injury. He, let's just he's going to be week to week, just like majority of our of our other guys that are injured, yeah. uh, with the exception of J.K. Dobbins mm-hmm. and 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 you know Tylen Wallace now. But he's not. I wasn't when he signed in Baltimore. I was happy. <laughs> not because <laughs> so I was, was thinking I. we were getting I was happy too. the New York Giants iteration of OBJ or even the first year Cleveland OBJ. I know he was signing for December and January. Got to get, got to get there first, though. You gotta know, get there. so I, he, if he, if he gives us, yeah, if he, if he gives us twelve games, maybe ten games, I'm cool with it. I know he yeah. wasn't coming here playing the whole seventeen. He hasn't played a whole right. seventeen he, he, Yeah, but he, he planned on it. That's what he wanted. So he, I, that's what he was I, expecting the money. I, I, yeah. Well, the thing is, who was going to pay him the money that we did? Nobody, Nobody. was. I, I, I think you guys exactly. outbid. Your, I think you outbid yourselves. Nobody was going to pay him that. He, because the, cream the thing is, they this was a this was a this was just a, a signing to appease our quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lamar wanted weapons, and he and he asked the front office for it. He wanted Hopkins as well. Hmm. He wanted Zay. Yeah, he doing. He wanted Bateman. He wanted. I would have said Hopkins would have been a better investment. Yeah. But the thing is, Hopkins wasn't available as a free agent when we signed Odell. Right. I think if it was Hopkins or Odell, we're signing Hopkins. Because at the time, Arizona was still holding him hostage. Yeah, I'm sure he's regretting that Tennessee move, though. Oh, of course, because Ryan Tannehill's his quarterback. Yeah. I I mean, I think he threw for 75 yards yesterday or something crazy. Oh yeah, don't worry. Yeah. Hundred and four. The, the leading the leading fantasy <laughs> scorer for the uh, Tennessee Titans was DeAndre Hopkins with seven points. So that tells you what you need to know. Yeah, I I, I like like I, the thing is I'm a little bit biased because Odell's agent invited me to do a football camp for him this past July. Okay, well, tell, okay, I'm glad the truth. The, the, this is what we love on the I'm, We Like Sports Show. You know, I, the I'm not. I'm a. <laughs> I got a chance to hang out and meet him and 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 rub elbows with with his uh with his family and all that you know just for a little bit. But that doesn't cloud my judgment of being an analyst for my team, you know, an independent <laughs> content creator, whatever you want to whatever you want to label it right. as. So, I think Odell is going to be okay. I just think they're gonna they're handling him with kid gloves right now. Another question for you, because this is very, very out of the realm of normalcy in Baltimore. But I saw one Justin Tucker miss that. Did he just pop that up sure. like, like, a, like a golf shot? Did he just, you know what I'm saying, get too much ball a lift on it? I mean, because he didn't yeah. miss it by much, obviously. But, I mean, it did like it seemed like he popped it up, kind of. One of my one of my friends that was in the game that was sitting 
like right on the, the yard mark where he kicked the ball in the lower level. He said it sounded odd off of his foot. Now, he said it looked like he got a little bit too much lift under it, and it sounded like a hollow kick. It didn't sound like the thud that he's used to hearing. Now, mm. I I love Joe – I mean, I love Justin Tucker. Don't get me wrong. He's been a fantastic Hall of Fame-worthy kicker. He might go down as one of the, ba- the greatest kickers of all time. Yep. I just – we got to stop putting him in a position where a 61, 62 yarder is going to win the game. You're relying on him too much. It's, it's like the problem. He's done it so Boston. many times. He's done it so many times, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. And and the thing is, we're, we're accustomed to thinking that. And when it doesn't happen, then there's a meltdown. Yep. Yeah. And then people get upset. And then, and then it was, and then it was evident that Harbaugh lost faith in him faith to in him. do yep. just just to do that again because there was a situation where on that fourth down and overtime after we got the Colts to go three and out, it was a 62-yard game winner. And he didn't yep, – he, he trotted he out – he, tr- he trotted yep. out Jordan Stout instead of Justin Tucker. Yep. So mm. I think that Harbaugh was second-guessing himself mm. with the entire duration of how that game went. And it is now looking like he doesn't trust Justin Tucker. And a lot of people mm. called him wow. out on that on social media yesterday. And And – I don't lose. I'm not losing faith in Justin Tucker. He's missed two kicks this year. He's missed a 59 yarder and a 61 yarder. <laughs> you know. Oh, he's trash now. He's trash. Yeah, but he, he, he was know, dead I'm, on with you, that kick, though. It was dead center. It was dead center. Yeah, it was dead center. It was it was dead center. It would have it would have if he would have had a, a little bit more on it, he could have probably hit the goalpost and it would have bounced or over. Or some some yeah. wind behind him, he would have yeah. had it. it. It's one of those situations where. It was a hurricane of it was a perfect storm of everything that could go wrong in this game went wrong. Untimely <laughs> we can turnovers. relate. <laughs> yeah, we're Brown fans. We know all about un, un, untimely that turnovers. Was us last Monday. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the thing is, this game worries me because you guys came out and had a statement game yesterday. Yes. You put My defense. You put up solid points. Your defense was stout. I don't care who your opponent was. And you you guys came out swinging after a letdown week, game the week before. So now we got you guys riding high, and we got to come out and prove that we aren't the team we were yesterday. Correct. And like you said with Lamar Jackson, um, I, I think how you described him is perfect. Like, like he could throw the ball, just that touch. Because there was times I, I watched the game yesterday. There's times where you had some open guys though towards the end, and he just you know didn't didn't throw it to him. And, and I'm confused as to maybe you have a better idea, but he had 100 rushing yards, what in the first three quarters, maybe going in the fourth, and then they didn't run the ball at all in overtime, right? So mm. you, you guys had your two touchdowns and you moved because of him running, and then you stopped in overtime, and then just punted or said taking 60 yard kicks. It was strange to me that he kept trying to throw the ball instead of just running it. Because they safeguarded that in overtime and in the fourth quarter, um, I had I had I had done my initial reaction show last night, and uh, I had Bernard Pollard on as a guest. Bernard's a pretty good friend of mine, and um, mm-hmm. you know he's done the show plenty, and he's a notorious anti-John Harbaugh guy <laughs> until until recently. Um, he put it. He put it he put it in perspective of what an NFL defender would do. What the Colts did is they played dual spies from 
hash mark to sideline on each side of the field. They left the middle open to the safety, and they pretty much were giving the under routes to the receivers that they were protecting deep, and they were protecting Lamar taking off. Because if anybody is paying attention, I'm paying attention because that's my quarterback. Correct. When he was 21 years old, 22 years old, he was outrunning everybody on that field. He was making dudes look crazy, goofy, looking at, you know, diving at, at, at air. But now here we are, two season ending injuries later, a hefty contract later, mm-hmm. an, an off season in which last year he put on 20 pounds of muscle, and now he's getting run down by linebackers. Mm. Whoa. He can make he can still make <laughs> he can still make players initially miss. But when you take away his outside running lanes and then you take away the middle of the field throwing the ball. He's a mediocre quarterback, and I and I love Lamar to death. I think he, he is a generational athlete. He's not a generational quarterback. Mm. Mm. I, I don't think I disagree with one thing that you've said about Lamar Jackson this entire time. <laughs> I think that that it, it is the perfect description so far. Of one hundred percent agree with you. But because, I, I mean, you got you got Todd yeah. Munkin now, though. What do you? How can he not be the answer? I mean, come on, the Browns had him. <laughs> it. Th- Todd Munkin's offense is predicated. See, I watched. I watched some tape after we after we brought him on. I started watching Georgia on on online, on YouTube. Okay. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that he predicates his offense on is having a stout offensive line. Give the quarterback at least three to three and a half seconds to throw the ball. Stetson Bennett was hardly touched mm-hmm. in his national championship. True. Round. True. So now you have the best offensive line in the SEC with a 25-year-old quarterback throwing against 18, 19, and 20-year-old defenders. <laughs> it's going it's to be skewed a little bit because now you're going from the SEC. We're not playing Vanderbilt. We're not playing Ole Miss. <laughs> we're not playing anybody like that. Now you have a swing tackle protecting his blind side who is undersized for the, the position. Then you have a center – who couldn't even hack it on the Chicago Bears last year, this is now <laughs> protecting protecting him. And then he ran into a buzzsaw named DeForest Buckner. So it was a, a it was a, a it was a, a recipe for disaster. But the thing is, you need time in his offense to throw the ball and for your receivers to get downfield to make the sep- to make the, everything happen. Now you got Rashad Bateman who can take the top off of a defense. You got him running six yard curl routes. Mark Andrews, what? Mark Andrews is different this year because instead of him just going out there running wherever he sees fit, he now has to run the system. Greg Rome, whatever Mark Andrews wanted to do. And now it's like the Travis Kelsey. They find that weak that, he's that open spot. Play system football. And yep, he's not yep. the focal point. If he's not the fir- if he's not option one or two, he's he's, he's just running around. Yep. Mm-hmm. So in Munkin's wow. offense, you need everybody to do their job, and you need you need to protect your your quarterback. And right now, none of that's happening. That sounds like well, we got good news for the Browns. Well, I wanted to bring that up. Speaking of, you said running into buzz saws and everything. Oh, yep. uh, you know, we got the Browns and the Ravens uh, this Sunday. What do you think is the key, and uh, how many sacks do you think the Browns are going to have this this weekend? Because you know they, they're putting on quite a clinic. Uh, obviously, Miles Garrett with three and a half sacks, 
And like you said, with the, this Ravens offensive line, not exactly the Raven-esque type of offensive line that they were, you know, uh, a couple years ago or like a decade ago when you're in your heyday. So is Lamar Jackson, is he going to not like his trip to Cleveland this time? Because usually he comes to Cleveland and he uh, breaks our hearts and everything like that. So, But I got a, I got a feeling that uh, Jim Schwartz and the Browns defense have something for him. What are your thoughts on that? You were breaking up a little bit, Ed. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I was just saying, basically, Lamar Jackson not going to have fun in Cleveland. Miles Garrett going to meet him and sack him. What are your thoughts about the uh, Browns' defensive line versus the Ravens' offensive line? Um, I really think that with the history of the teams right now, and uh, Miles Garrett wreaks havoc on us every time we see him. Um, <laughs> he, he terrifies me because Morgan Moses is a terrible pass-blocking right tackle, and McCarry is not much better on the left side. And then to add on insult to injury, you guys have Zadarius Smith as his bookend. Mm-hmm. And I think this, can be, this weekend is going to be a lot of uh, Miles Garrett chasing down on number eight and done to pull out on the top of my head. <laughs> the other thing too, is that, that like, you look at Tennessee, right? Not the greatest team, but you had Derrick Henry held the 20 yards and he was negative something at halftime. Like you said before, you've got Melvin Gordon, right? And you got, you know, Gus Edwards and you got Kenyon Drake. They're not Derrick Henry, right? So you, with that run defense shutting on Derrick Henry and your old line, I mean, granted Tennessee's old line was poor as well. Cause everyone was out. They showed that, that graphic as well who they thought was going to play. But that's the other thing, too, is that that run game might not get going with that defensive line we have. And then JOK at linebacker and, you know, Anthony Walker having that speed we have at linebacker. I truly think we drafted JOK, not just just because he – just for Lamar Jackson, but I think he could help contain Lamar Jackson with that speed that he has. And Delpit's having a great year, too, with the speed he has. So I think, you know, I I, crossing fingers, you know, I hope we we can play the way we have yesterday – and then the first week of the year, even even like Keith, Keith knows this. The second week against Steelers, those turnovers killed us offensively. Defensive, we, we haven't had until yesterday. Yeah, that's what lost the game for real. Yeah, the turnovers. defense hasn't had a red zone, like anything in the red zone until we had a fumble in the, in the red zone. So like our defense isn't even uh, letting anybody move on the, the, the field. It's the offense putting our defense in a tough in spot. In bad situations. Yeah, exactly. So that's like, I mean, Lamar Jackson, if anybody could, you know, kind of, finagle around and get out of that stuff. It is him with the, with the mobility yeah, he I, has. I but think it's that just... you guys uh, – you, you... Oh. Hmm. Little technical difficulties. That's okay. That's what makes, that's what makes this fun <laughs> here. So, uh, you know what? I want to throw this out. Um, what do you – I don't know if you're in the prediction game, but uh, I'm gonna throw one out. I, I think the Browns win, and I don't. I don't think it's gonna be that close of a game because I don't think the Baltimore offense ever gets going against this Browns defense. If Indianapolis can can shut down and slow down Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, good luck going on the road against the the, the Cleveland Browns because I do think finally. This Cleveland Browns, I think this might be the best defense the Browns have ever had. Yes. You know, we want to talk about the 85 Bears. You want to talk about the 2000 Ravens. Obviously, I don't, you know, those teams had Mike Singletary and obviously um, uh, Ray, Ray Lewis. 
I don't think the Browns have that, you know, impact at middle linebacker. I think JLK is a, a good linebacker, but I'm not going to put him in the same category as those cats. Okay. No way, shape, or form. But I do think the Browns, when you can get pressure without having to blitz and your defensive line is causing havoc before your linebackers even – I mean, we're making tackles. Our linebackers can just sit there and, and get a lawn chair. I mean, they don't even – then then when it comes to coverage, you know, our secondary has been so good. Like I said, pull up and get a lawn chair and watch it. It's like the middle of, of our defense or the linebackers, they don't have to really do much. I mean, they, they, they come in, you know, at the end of a play and, and then they congratulate. You no, know, but Miles that's Garrett. the good thing, though, is they, they, they have the chance then to see what's going on and, and attack instead of having to worry exactly, about right. it. Thank you, Casey. Boom. Yes. Yes. They can analyze the absolutely. play instead of, like I said, trying to worry about, oh, shit, this one's going to, you know, it, it, they could yeah, you know, make the play that's needed. Exa- Thank you. you, you What does worry me is is our offense against their defense because as I I told you guys last week, I did watch the uh, Ravens and Bengals game, right? And I personally think that the Ravens won that game because of their defense. I think their Mm. defense was killing the the, the offense of the the Bengals, and that's what the, the difference maker was. So I'm hoping Watson plays the way he just did not the way he played against the Steelers. Because that Steelers defense, what I've also gained from watching them is turnovers, turnovers, turnovers is what they do. The Browns do not create turnovers. I don't think we've created a turnover yet. It's stopping them on third down. Yes. That's what our, our strength is. We haven't got any turnovers yet or scored touchdowns right defensively. No. We've the Steelers, got turnovers. Well, the Steelers are turnovers. That's what's killing us. We didn't get that many, though. I, people, I, I think yeah. we haven't had that many, though, this year. Because we got two against We could have had a big six, but we just, I think we dropped Yeah, them. but, but yeah. like our big thing is those those third-down stops so far and not yes. letting any third and longs, leaving the third and longs and giving up. You know, yeah, like, we're not a, we're not a bend, flat. don't break defense that, that gets turnovers. We're a kind of team that basically Correct. three and out, we're going to shut you down. And yeah, the Steelers – is is the turnovers? That's what they won that game because of that. And yes. I worried the Ravens. I think do have a few playmakers in that on that defense that could create turnovers. We got our they got our friend uh, Jadavian Clowney, number twenty four or something. I think his number is this yeah. year. But um, I'm just slightly worried about the Deshaun Watson factor. Right? He he looked good yesterday. That was his best game with the Browns. But um, hopefully it's turning you know the right step in the right direction with him. But that's my worry. Our defense, I think, will do a good job. I'm worried about their defense. Stopping us, you know, and having a, a, a 10 to 3, 10 to 7, you know, 13 7 game and having Dustin Hopkins, he's making kicks, but continue to make those kicks. I just don't want to see Justin Tucker having to kick a 60 yarder to beat us because mm. no. we've seen that enough times and he's made them more than yes. he's missed them. So <laughs> I don't want to see that. And another thing that does worry me against Baltimore, even on defense, is they're going up against a mobile quarterback this time. Yeah. Because first time around, Joe Burrow's not mobile. Yep, right. Pickett's not, not mobile. You're, you're and Tannehill's not Texas A&M Tannehill no more. <laughs> this is where those spies, what he said with, with, with yeah. JOK, Anthony Walker, and then yes, Brian. We will. They do have speed. Those two have speed, just keeping up and keeping Jackson contained. Yeah, we will really see what our linebackers got this Sunday. Correct. And Delpit, because Delpit, think- you know, is that backup behind yes. them. I think what that think, JOK. You... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead, Matt. I was, saying, I was going, go to, you. Ahead, I was going Matt. to you, Matt. Go ahead. You know, I think that um, JOK was brought to Cleveland specifically for this type of offense that we have. The key to the 
game, honestly, is if we can get the running game going and get downhill to your second and third level of your defense, we're going to mitigate the speed the speed with a power running. And if, if 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 Gus does play, or even Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon's not a little guy, and Gordon to the second level early enough in the game, I think that we're going to be able to mitigate the speed of JOK and Walker. And we're going to, and, and honestly, the only way we can really stifle your front four is to beat them down early in the entire. That's where I personally think that. Um, if we can run at Garrett and not have him pursue, and we kind of wear on him, lean on him a little bit early in the game, I think that it would be a little bit, you know, better for us in the long run. Because you got, like you guys have been alluding to the last couple of minutes, you guys have the speed. Delpit's having a great year. Miles Garrett's the best pure pass rusher in football. And you guys have Zadarius Smith on the other side, who is a fantastic run defender, and he's a good pass rusher. So the only way we're going to be able to do this is if Gus is healthy and we can attack your defense early in the game. And that's what I really think that it's going to come down to. And that's where you need you need your defense to stop us from scoring because once you get down a couple scores, then you got to start passing the ball, and that's where it goes downhill because then you lose the run game. So if your defense can kind of stop us, then there's – like you said, you can keep trying to pound that ball and play in the long game to have something open up later in the game. I, I, I agree with that. But you know what? I think we're, we've beaten down the Ravens and the Browns. You know, obviously, Matt, you know, you, 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 you're on your show last night. You're doing your thing. And I'm sure that's got to be tough after a tough loss. But let's talk about something more positive in the charm city mm-hmm. and that would be the baltimore orioles i want yeah. your take on your o's right now i mean is it world series is, is, is baltimore you know thinking that this could be their year because uh you know they're they're fending off the the devil or the, the rays i should say don't want to call them <laughs> i want to get in trouble watch here. your mouth Ed. i will watch my mouth but yeah matt tell me about how the orioles are and and, and how excited the city of baltimore is for your o's I am ecstatic right now. Um, I have, I'm telling you guys this, I am not old enough to remember the Orioles last world series. And I pray that we can at least make it. I want to see a world series game in Baltimore in person before I die. And if that happens to be this year, I'm okay with it. Um, The (laughs) Orioles, the Orioles have pleasantly surprised me and I am like on cloud nine watching these, listening to these guys on the radio, watching them play. It's, it's something that I'm taking in and I'm enjoying because I know that our cheap ass owner is not going to be able to hold on to all these guys. Mm. So I, Sounds familiar. I am enjoying, <laughs> I'm in, I am enjoying Adley Gunner. Jackson will be up next year. I'm enjoying Santander and Hayes and Mullins and Mountcastle all together. Jordan Westberg and all them. Because I know that this this beautiful ride is going to come to an end when they can't justify paying one of our top guys the money they deserve. And I know you guys, I'm not going to try and open any old wounds, but you're the Indians team of the early 90s. Seeing all those guys leave, yeah, I know, I know, I I know that I know that killed y'all, 
I know seeing Manny Ramirez go on to become a Hall of Famer with the Boston Red Sox is a little. We can hate Boston. Hey, that's one thing, Matt. We can all agree. We Baltimore and Cleveland. We hate Boston. Mm-hmm. And, and Keith, you being a Yankees fan, you hate Boston. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, exactly. You, hey, you see us just up there looking like mm, I can't wait. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna have a new manager, possibly a new oh. GM next year. Because mm. <laughs> finishing it's in fourth gonna, place is totally unacceptable. You know, help the bloated payroll with you know nobody in the farm system coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I, I just, think I think the Rays, man, I, I not just this in general. The Rays are consistently under the radar on a tough team. That's what I think. That like, I'm impressed that Baltimore. I mean, we're doing you favors because the, the Guardians can't beat you to save our lives. But um, we can't even get a hit against John Means. That was a one home run that Jimenez hit. That was it. But um, the Rays are always a team. They, they do struggle in the playoffs recently. They haven't done much going deep. But you never know because they got, like I said, I, down in Florida, I see them. So they, they do have a good team too. I, I like their Orioles too. I like the Rays and the Orioles. I have no problem against if either one of those teams, you know, makes makes the World Series this year. I'm, I'm okay with either one of them. Because they're, they're both small market, you know, don't have a lot of money, don't spend that much, you know, kind of built from within type teams. You better hope Houston chokes then this year. I hope they do. I That's the one team I really don't want. <laughs> yeah, it's the one team. <laughs> I, think be- I think baseball is, well, if, is one if, of those if you guys know. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead Matt. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was I was just gonna say I think it's it, baseball is one of those things where it, it is all about momentum and, and, and magic a little bit and you know the '97 yep. Indians. Uh, speaking of heartbreak, you know I'm saying they lost the World Series, but they beat Baltimore in the ALCS. Tony Fernandez with the game winner, Game Six. You know we beat Mike Mussina, and I'll never forget that that '97 team had magic. And it looks like this Baltimore Orioles team, they got some type of magic. And there's something to be said about them because, you know, Tampa gets out to that big start. The, the Orioles chase them down. You would think you would think they had that four game series a couple like a, a week ago with with Tampa. And you would think, OK, Tampa's going to overtake them now. They haven't done so. So I think if the Baltimore Orioles win the AL East, I, I, I think that 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 bodes very well for them and their magical run to the World Series. I'm hoping and wishing and praying for the same thing. <laughs> I take. I, I know someone I went to high school with is on the Orioles, so I'm rooting for the Orioles. Casey knows everybody. Casey knows everybody. He, he's on the major league team. He was last year. Zach Lowther, a pitcher you guys have. I Shout out, Zach. Hey, join us on the We Like Sports Show. We'll get I, him off. Peyton, Peyton graduated with them. That was Peyton's graduating class. Well, he was one of the, he, What is Peyton doing? Shout yeah. out to Peyton, Vince. Get him. Book him on. Let's go. Especially He was one team. of the 70 kids in our graduating. Like You only have 70. My high school is so small. 70 kids are in the graduating class. So Peyton was, mm. knows who the kid is. He played baseball with them in high school, and so did I. Wow. So, yeah, he's on the Orioles. So I hope I heard, Orioles Casey, I heard you were the 69th smartest kid in that class. Ah, yeah, that's right. That's right. This big head doesn't have a big brain. <laughs> there you go. There you go. My graduating class was 311. That's what I'm wow. saying. So, like, the, the, that's why it's, it's 305. With, with Zach Lowther, because it's such a small school, we all know each other there. That's why it's like I said, it's it's not such a big, you know, three hundred. We had three hundred in the whole high school. <laughs> our one of our one of our famous alumni from the late nineties um, is Mark Teixeira, who was oh, Mark is nice, really, yeah, Texas still, Ranger. He still has all of the high school baseball year old. 
Wow. Mm. Yeah, but my biggest one is Slip Saunders, the one that the coach in the okay. yeah okay. that was our big one, and then Ben Wallace was uh, my college, Tri C oh. College Community College was Ben Wallace went there, and played basketball. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right, yes. Ben Wallace. Yes, I, I graduate. I graduated with. He was on the tennis team with. He was on the tennis team, but he played football too. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Alex Grinch. Defensive coordinator for USC, was at Ohio State, was at Oklahoma, will be a head coach someday. So shout out to Alex Grinch. But uh, when the Buckeyes play you when they join the Big Ten, not too much luck, my, my friend. Also, okay. also one of my um, intramural point guards, some of my intramural team at Tri-C was Chuck Smith. Who oh, Chuck, for the oh Florida Chuck, Chuck Smith, yes. Yep, pitched for the yeah. Florida Marlins and Boston well, Red Sox. That's right. Okay. And you know well, a funny story? I never knew he had played baseball. <laughs> Until one day I was knocked out sleep on my bed, and then I'm watching Sports Center, and they said Chuck Smith <laughs> makes his major league debut like, all this time. <laughs> you never told me, Chuck. You never told me. <laughs> right. I knew him for basketball because dude could hoop. Wow. Dude, wow. dude was dude. like five eleven, six feet, and had springs for legs. <laughs> dude could hoop. Just uh, like you had a basketball too, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But baseball, I heard one of my boys tell me, he said, when we played Adams and Chuck pitched, you wasn't getting no hits or runs. <laughs> that that who knew? Who knew, Keith? What, That's like Ed, Ed Jr. And, Ed Jr. in Columbus is pitching too. It's the same thing. Oh yeah, well actually, it's funny that you say that. I, uh, he uh, he's, he runs cross country. My son runs cross country, and you know the joke is we always have him running suicides. But uh, I think instead of that, we're just going to have the whole street be be the suicide, and he can go back and forth. I, you know, I have yeah. never understood cross country. You know, I I, I, don't <laughs> I, I know I, I say this all the time, and I really mean this. Why run unless somebody's chasing you? That's you know what I'm saying. <laughs> running for fun and running for sport are two different things, but. Like I think it's like self masochism if you run if you run for fun. Nobody wants you know to do I, don't, that. I don't I don't disagree. Matt Matt with that thought with that thought like I said you you have been a great guest. I, I want to you know shot shot you out and uh, you know what you, you know what you can do it better you, than I. You can. you you offended uh, his son now because his son runs cross country. <laughs> no, it, 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 hey, look, look, hey, look, hey, it, he's not watching right now. I agree with Matt. <laughs> Running for fun, you got to be a di- wired differently. But uh, Matt, tell everybody where they can find you because I know you put on a great show. I, I, we thank you for coming on our show, but you do a great job. Unfortunately, we don't like your team. I'll say go O's. I can't say go yeah, Ravens. Correct, yeah. But I respect. I respect you. I respect you. I respect you. Same. Understood. I want to thank you guys for being patient with me because my Wi-Fi has been going crazy and I was piecemealing together some of the questions and I was trying to make the best of my Wi-Fi. You did a good job. Yeah, it's always a pleasure having you on, man. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're on Absolutely. Um, If you guys, you know, I I can invite you guys. Uh, We're doing a Cleveland Browns uh, preview show on Thursday night. If any of you guys want to come on. Okay. Okay. Nine okay. thirty Eastern. If all three of you guys want to come on, I, I, I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Yeah. And I'll I'll, I'll yeah. send the invite. And um, you know, thank you for you know the the kind words about the show. This stuff is not easy. Nope. Getting it, you know, no, an not. audience. And uh, everybody thinks it's just stepping in front of a microphone, but it's it's a it's a difficult thing to do and be unbiased in reporting about your yeah. team that you love. Yep. And you guys yes. have a fantastic show. I love watching you guys. Thank you. Um, Thank you. 
thank you for having me on. I'm at BWATB Podcast. Uh, that stands for Bearded Wholesome and All Things Baltimore. <laughs> I, I do I do two separate shows, the Charm City Heavyweights. I do with my best friend Josh, and uh, we do all Baltimore sports there. We do college basketball, college football, the Ravens, and the Orioles. But on my All Things Baltimore show, I interview different people from all walks of life. Uh, that's kind of like a culture and societal uplifting show to where oh, I nice. have nice. I step I step out of my comfort zone. I've interviewed rappers, politicians, teachers, entrepreneurs. So I really, I have a nice little catalog of about almost a hundred episodes over there. Uh, that show actually parlayed me into a, a, um, a guest spot as a, as a backup actor on, we own the city that was based on the Baltimore gun trace task force on HBO last year. So yeah, my, my, ugly mug, my ugly mug was in episode two <laughs> for for a couple minutes, for a couple seconds, I'm sorry, I had like six and a half seconds of uh, okay. screen right. time. But you know, I enjoy making the content. I appreciate you guys, you know, inviting me on and taking some time out of uh, your guys' busy schedule. You know, after this week, you know, I can't even say good luck to you guys because I don't want you guys to win a whole lot of games. Fair enough. But, Fair enough. <laughs> but I get uh, it. thank you for having me on, fellas. Yep. I hope that we can run this back on my end uh, with yep. Josh in a couple nights, and uh, I'll shoot yep. you guys the details. All right, sounds good. All right, everybody, check might, out special nine thirty Thursday. I yes. might have one. One of my friends is from Baltimore. Uh, he played with the Cleveland Browns in two thousand ten, and I'm trying to get him to come on the show Thursday night. So we might have a ex Cleveland Brown. Oh, I'm sure Keith will know who he is. Keith knows every single Keith knows, yeah, Brown. Right. <laughs> he was a full, so, uh, he was a fullback and a tight end. His name was Joel Gamble. Okay. I've heard that he, name before. I, I he played with you guys for one year, but um, okay. yeah, I'm gonna try and get him on the show. I've I've messaged him. We're we're trying to link some things up, but you know, if all goes well, I'll see you guys on 9:30 on Thursday night. Sounds yep, great, sounds my good. man. Everybody, check pleasure, Matt, Matt out. He does a great job for Baltimore Charm City, and uh, have a good one, my guy. You guys too, likewise. All right, take it easy, Matt. I will wish you good luck, but I can't wish you good luck. I wish you good luck, all, the Orioles. Hey, <laughs> it, 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 thank you. Hey, and advice far as with the Orioles, take this year as it is because and the reason why I say that because the Guardians found out this year you can't keep kicking the can down the road. Yep. You got to win. you never yep. know enjoy, what the next year it, may bring. Yep, I agree with that. This, You know what? Go win the whole damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Why not yes. your year? Why not? I'm I'm taking it all in because I I was expecting a you know with Elias I was expecting a five year to six year rebuild, cleaning out the farm system, restocking. But we won 83 last year. We're on pace for 101 this year, and I'm not trying to set my expectations too high. But like like he said, I'm enjoying this Correct. season. Yep. If we if we make a run to the World Series, I'm gonna take out a loan and I'm gonna go to a World Series game. So. uh or I'm gonna sell a kidney, yep. one of the two. But hey, man, you got two, you got two kidneys. That's okay. It's okay. You can get rid of you one. You know, yeah. but I, I'm I'm appreciating it because this is a once in a lifetime kind of deal. My wife even understands. Well, yeah, she's a good lady I, for dealing with you and dealing with everybody that deals with sports. Because you know we are fanatics, and that you know that that's what makes us crazy. But everybody, check out Matt. We'll see you Thursday. Have a great night, my guy. All right, Matt. All right, bro. Good seeing you, brother. All right, all right. That was great having Matt. You know what? 
I, I don't like the Baltimore Ravens, but I do like Matt. He's a great guy. He does great things and, and puts I'm telling together. you, man, every time we got these good guests, it's hard when they're, their teams are the ones we root against. Uh. It is. It is so hard. I mean, like I said, you know, like, you know, because we're all fans. You know what? He can't, you know, he can't help it. He, 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 all he's doing is being loyal to his team. Like we're loyal would, to our he, team. He, and, but he was even, he was even honest. Like it wasn't like it was, like he said he's not biased with what he's saying. Right. Like he's, you know, he's, it's tough we to might, do we that. Might, we might be a little biased. We, we might do I that. don't know, though, because our defense is t- I don't know, man. It is. I, our defense is the I best ever. Uh, we're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not biased at all. I am that, not biased. Hey, I'm not going, you're, you're pushing it farther than I am, but I mean. <laughs> we're going to beat Detroit in the Super Bowl. That's right. It's going to be. But you know what we'll do? We'll Speaking of Detroit. The yeah, there you go. Speaking of Detroit. Perfect. We're gonna go around the NFL right now. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, because I actually take this serious. I, I didn't type it up this time. I actually wrote it hand, hand notes or whatever like that. But I, I'm trying. I'm trying. We'll start with the the Thursday night game. Like I said, just say one thing or just say, you know what, moving on. I don't care. Uh, Niners beat the the Giants thirty to twelve. Uh, my take on that is it's a 13 straight regular season win for the Niners. They just keep on winning and uh, they keep winning in impressive fashion. Oh well, it is what it is. Fair enough. Hey, for for me, um, I'm I think a great game is going to be after our bye. We're playing the Niners that week. Um, I think that's going to be a good game to watch. Um, I have McCaffrey on all my fantasy teams that I could draft him in. Um, I love him. I mean, he's great. He scores touchdowns like it's uh his job. So, um, the Niners I think are, I yeah, but some other it is his job. That that is his job. how much he scores them though? It's it, it, you know it, it, right. it's like it's almost as many wins as they have. He scored touchdowns that many games. That's true. Um, so mm-hmm. um, I think that the Niners are a team you got to watch out for. And Purdy, I think, is you know uh, a good quarterback. Uh, we'll go. Obviously, we'll, the, our, our favorite game: the Browns twenty-seven, Titans uh, three. My take on this: Browns have the best defense in the NFL. Period. We kick Tennessee's ass. To the ten at Tennessee, to the ten at Tennessee, <laughs> and think about it. What's more impressive is the Browns did this to a really physical football team. True. Yep. Correct. Not not exactly uh, the most skilled in the skilled positions. I think that's what gets Tennessee right. in trouble. But you're right, a Mike Vrabel team. I, I don't dude. know, man. They got they got Derrick Henry and they got DeAndre. Yeah. Huff. Okay. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Browns best defense in the league. I agree, Casey. We're gonna move on to the Seahawks and the Panthers. Seahawks get it done, 37-27. My take on this was Andy Dalton came in through, through for uh, 361 yards and two touchdowns. I know they got uh, Bryce Young, and you know he's out a couple weeks. But that offense obviously does better with a veteran quarterback. They're defense isn't that good and, and obviously the Seahawks at home ain't, you know I'm saying actually I think it was in Carolina but what, whatever the case may be I, I just think no, that I, the, I, I, are you sure I thought it was in, it was in Seattle oh was it in Seattle okay so I was right yeah. initially I, I wrote yeah. it down and I, I, I didn't I, I was you know what I'm saying I didn't do a good job <laughs> that, Seattle's uh, tough yeah. to beat up there yeah the 12th man you know I mean I don't think either one of those teams are going to do anything this year but with with Dalton, they I, I watched them, but they said that Dalton chose that he wanted to go to that team because he liked the structure and the coaches. And funny uh, enough, jo- hmm. a former Brown is on the coaching staff of that team. Josh McCown, he oh, is uh, oh, he is on the, he's on the coaching staff. He was on TV a couple times, but Andy Dalton, I mean, they lost the game, but he could he, he's he known the for the red rifle. Football. The red rifle still yep. rifling. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. Okay, we'll go to a, a game that wasn't exactly the most entertaining. 
But you know what? Lions 20, Falcons 6. Jared Goff did it uh, with a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. I think Jared Goff is underrated. I like this Lions team. They can win ugly. They won, obviously, in Kansas City the first week. I know there was some player, Kelsey was out and everything. But Lions are one of those teams where I think they're going to, you know, win ugly in some games. But they're winning, and that's what that's what counts. You just I think the Cleveland Browns, this message to the Browns fans out there, hey, sometimes it's not the most sexiest, but a win is a win in the National Football Win is Football a win. Game. Yep. You only got 17 games, so you better win as many as you can. I agree. Any, anything Falcon, on that one? The Falcons. Yeah. Okay. Falcons aren't in. I don't know about Desmond Ritter. I have, do have a question for you two. Who do you, yeah. who, if you had to have a franchise right now, right? Yeah. And you're, just, just say this season, right? Who would you right. have as your quarterback? Jared Goff, Lamar Jackson? Jared Goff. Mm. I have to go with Goff. Goff? Yeah, that's playing, crazy. Isn't that crazy, great. though? He's playing great. Hey, that's crazy. Even though you wouldn't have thought, yes, I mean, though. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, it, I mean, a lot of people, can I say this? A lot of people shit on Jared Goff, but yeah. Jared Goff took them to the Super Bowl at one time. He did. He That's what he did. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree. Well, we're going to go on with some Jordan Love, for Lambo Love, I should say. <sighs> Down 17 nothing. The pack mm-hmm. on the attack come back and win 18 to 17. Saints miss a late field goal that with about a minute five to go. My take on this is uh, you know what? Jordan Love time. It's the Jordan Love era in, in Green Bay. And you know, one of the things that uh, in Green Bay as a quarterback, you got to have that magic. And you know what? It wasn't pretty for three quarters, but 18 fourth quarter points, they got it done. That was a game I was shocked about because New Orleans was up like 17 to nothing. Yep. yep. And then I did was doing I was still watching the Browns game and then I did my post game. Then I went back to the TV. I was like, <laughs> Bay won? Yeah. They looked at dead in the water. Hey, plug your plug they your post sh- game. They shouldn't have. They Keith, shouldn't plug, have won. Plug your post game, Keith. What, t- tell everybody the audience what, what are you talking about? Oh yes. Check out the Locked On Sports Browns post-game show every Sunday about 20 to 30 minutes after each and every Browns game. And you never know. Sometimes I make an appearance. Sometimes. Ed might make an appearance. Yes. Oh, no. Trouble's a brewing then on that show. A brouhaha is a brewing. And also check out the pre-game show as well. I overslept. I overslept um, (laughs) Sunday. So then I woke up. Then I said, I'm going to just do it anyway around 12 o'clock. And I did it around 12, 12, 15. Mm-hmm. And I had everybody for about 20 minutes, 20, 30 That's minutes. Nice. I didn't yeah, want to yeah, I mean, So. I appreciate Yeah, we all appreciate that. Sometimes getting the local coverage better than what you're going to get on CBS and Fox. Uh, speaking of brouhaha's and all that, Dolphins 70, Broncos 20. Uh, I, I mentioned it in my breakhead news. My thing is this, two of four touchdowns. The, the running back Moster and the other guy at Gene whatever got four touchdowns. What, what what's going on down there? What is going on down there? Cardinals the best, Miami the best offense in football. Jalen Waddle didn't this. play. Jalen Waddle didn't even right. play. Good team. Sure did. Jeff also, Wilson's not even back yet. That's jeez. <laughs> also, Karma didn't hit Sean Payton. Remember all yeah. that stuff he was saying about the Jets' um, offensive coordinator now that was formerly the Broncos' coach? If you remember, last year, the Broncos was in a lot of those games that they lost. That's true. That's true. And now they're getting blown out the water. They're getting and, blown. <laughs> and think about this, which is more surprising. Denver had a top-10 defense for the last two, three years. Mm-hmm. He also made comments about Tua last year too. 
Sean Payton, saying that he wasn't it wasn't that great. So, <laughs> well, he thought he, karma. He, what did the kids I, say I, and found out? <laughs> I think that uh, the Dolphins, like I said, I, I told you guys last week, one of my, one of my friends is a big Dolphins fan, so I, I know more about the Dolphins than, you know, again, more people than Will. I, I think they're, if Tua stays healthy, they're, they're yeah. tough. And Tyreek, yeah, right. I didn't, I, I said it too, I didn't realize how tough Tyreek is until this year too. Like, it, it's he's, impressive. He's him. He is him. Yeah, correct. It's impressive. Uh, and then the, the Broncos, I don't like. The Broncos, so I really, yeah. I'm okay with them getting their ass kicked. I don't like Sean Payton, <laughs> Russell too. Wilson. I really don't love that much, so I really don't. I, I'm okay with them getting their ass kicked. You know, Fair it was enough. fun. It was funny looking because it was like a high school score. It was like, yeah, I was like, I couldn't believe it. it. Is this Saint Anne's Saint Ignatius playing somebody or what? Or Glenn <laughs> playing somebody and, and, or what? And like I said, I was watching it on my like the you know like the game cast on my phone because I needed a goddamn field goal in that game. <laughs> and, and every time I watched it, I said, "Holy shit!" Mike White, sixty-seven yard touchdown. Then the, that that Javon uh, H is it H hands? How he wants to be H-Han called now? I saw. Yep, yeah, Javon H hand four touchdowns, two hundred yards. I was like, not one, not two, Ooh, not three. Yeah. Oh. You put the backups oh. in, and they're still killing them. Like it, it was, it just like the Broncos just uh, had that white flag and just said, "I'm done. We're done. Well, do what you want." Speaking speaking of more offense, we're gonna go up to Minnesota where the Chargers got it done. <laughs> two zero and two teams. Uh, one zero and three. The Vikings. Herbert forty of forty seven, yeah. four hundred and five yards and three tutties. Uh, yeah, the Chargers getting it done. Vikings. Rumor has it too, and Peyton Vince kept sending me this stuff, and uh, <laughs> I saw it. I saw it again. So shout out to Peyton Vince. I appreciate that. But uh, Jets, would you trade if the, if the Vikings have a fire sale? Would you trade for Kirk Cousins and try to salvage your season? Yes, I would. I mean, yeah, that's not a yes. bad idea. I yes. mean, Kirk Cousins. I don't think if he was, he's on my was, fantasy team. He got me 20, uh, twenty-six points or something yesterday. So uh, it, it, it th- th- those two teams just blow my mind. Yeah, the, the, the Chargers. Like, why the hell would you go for it on your own twenty-yard line? They stay on the game, but on your own twenty-yard line, why would you go for it? That he well, always, that, that, always always does something crazy. Yeah, because like, could you imagine if they lost that game? Like, I just couldn't imagine. I couldn't believe he did that. The second thing, I couldn't believe Kirk Cousins. They had thirty seconds to complete that pass down right at the what two yard line, one yard line. Just yep. spike the damn ball. Yeah, first and goal, thirty seconds, spike it, reset everything. I, I, you, you didn't have to rush. So why would you you rush it, throw a pick, lose the game? So like they got bailed out. I don't think I think Cousins is a good quarterback. You put him I, on the Jets, there's a, there's a chance. Well, speaking Zach of Wilson's fault. Yeah, Zach speaking Wilson. Of, speaking of Jets, because we have to we have to mention it. Sorry, due due to contractual obligations and going around the NFL, we must mention the Patriots fifteen, the Jets ten. Zach Wilson eighteen of thirty six, one hundred and fifty seven yards. Very pedestrian. It reminds me of like a Colt McCoy Browns day. Back, yeah. You know, what I'm saying just just nothing nothing to it. So. Um, I, I'm not going to say much more than that. Uh, Keith, anything? Defensive struggle and, you know, Belichick feast on young quarterbacks. So, you know. Yeah. I think that Zach Wilson is uh, not the answer for at all. I, I could see him. Uh-huh. Josh Rosen, last guy I could see. Yeah. I, I don't think he's anything. And then Mac Jones and the Patriots, they they try to give away that game. They try. Various times. Mm. And then he yeah, had that safety. Zach Wilson had that safety. They, after the safety, they got the ball back. And then yep. they try to give it away. Like that that game was just those two teams. I don't think Man. you got to worry about them. Yeah. 
Well, we'll go to we'll stay in the AFC East and talk about the Bills 37, the Washington Commanders 3. No. My take on my take on this was obviously a blowout, but Sam Howell for for after you know going to Denver and, and looking somewhat uh, like a quarterback threw four interceptions yesterday. Yikes! It makes more sense now though after you saw the the uh, yeah it does it does now it makes more sense. Hey. Sam Howell too man four picks it was bad. Buffalo said, put some respect on our names. And Buffalo also told Washington in an NFL, ask yourself, who's the Mac? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I'll tell you who is. It might be a young gunslinger from the Ohio State University because we're going to go down to Jacksonville where C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans pull up the upset 37-17. Stroud, two touchdowns, 280 yards. But here's the key right here. On the season, Mr. Stroud, 906 yards in three games, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. I think Ohio State has finally graduated a quarterback into the National Football League that will not only be serviceable, will actually be a good quarterback. Your thoughts, Keith, because I want to stick with the fuck I love right now. Hey, remember what we talked about last week or during opening weekend, Ed, on my um, opening show, and we was talking about Jacksonville, saying it was yes. probably a little overrated? Yes, we did say that. We did say that. Looking that way, you know, lost to Kansas City in a game that, okay, they didn't play well. You, you get Houston at home the next week, a bounce-back game, what should have been a bounce-back game. They got bounced out of the stadium by the Houston Texans, who I don't yes. sleep on Demico Ryans because, you know what, I think they're going to struggle, obviously. They, they're missing a lot of pieces, but obviously they're getting coached well. And for C.J. Stroud to be reading defenses with no interceptions, that only bodes well for the future of the Houston Texans. Casey, yes. your thoughts on that one? It, it, I remember last week I had some some hard feelings towards the Texans. I don't remember what happened last week with the Texans game, but they didn't look too great. Stroud did, yeah. They lost. They lost to um Indianapolis, I, I or whatever like that. And uh, yeah, saying, yeah. correct. That's what I thought it was something like that. But yeah, ah, the, the takeaway from this is to be fair, if you look around the rookie quarterbacks this year, Richardson got a concussion. I get it. Only played a game and a quarter. Yeah, but he's not looking bad. That right. game in a quarter in. I agree. I'm not totally looking agree. bad. Yep. Bryce Young's not looking bad. I mean, like there has right. there's not really a guy that's you know blowing. That's right. not really that it's bad. Not, they're not Sam Darnolding it. <laughs> yeah, correct. Like, that, that draft class, right? Like, there's no yep. one that's like that. So the other thing though is those, those Jacksonville. I don't know what what is happened, going on Casey. With them. Tell me. That's what I'm saying. Like Jackson too much, really, too much AEW wrestling with the cons, yeah. or what's going on? You you I, would think that they they were taking a step, like they had a chance. Like you said, overrated going into it, but like <laughs> Calvin Ridley didn't do shit this week. But like nope. I, I thought that they 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 did have a chance to do something. You know, mm-hmm. like I thought that I didn't think they were going to lose to the Texans. You got to win that game because the the equivalent is the the Ravens game, right? With yes. with, with we talked a little bit earlier. Like they lost to a rookie, not well, Gardner Minshew. They lost to a team that wasn't too good last year, but it was close, right? right? And I think that they're kind of similar. Like you know, the I agree. Baltimore I and and they, they take the next step to see if they're actually contenders mm-hmm. in the, the yeah. championship. Yeah. yeah, but like thirty-seven, it wasn't thirty-seven to thirty-four. It was thirty-seven no. to seventeen. That that's yeah. the the crazy thing to me was was who? What are they? Right? Are they going to be a, a, a around five hundred team? Is that? 
Is that what's going to happen? Or are they going to go on a run? Or what's I don't know. They were a round five hundred team last year. They yeah, they were, were nine. They were nine and eight yeah. last year and won the division. So they were four and eight at one time. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like we, you thought there was a chance that they could, you know, try to take that next step and you know go to, you know, a positive. I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, know. I don't think, hey, Casey, you don't know, they don't know. And I think that's no. the problem in Jackson. Urban Meyer don't know either. Well, that's probably a good thing. He needs to stay out of the out of He's, go, he's back in Columbus uh, with his finger guns. So, Oh, geez. All right. Well, we're going to move on. We already <laughs> talked about it. Colts 22, Ravens 19 in overtime. My take, Matt Gay, four field goals over 50 yards. Uh, sets an NFL record there. Uh, we broke it down a lot with uh, Matt Trigger, our, our special guest. So if you got one more thing to bash Baltimore, yep. feel free to go ahead and say something. Bad. <laughs> Injuries. Mine is uh, having a kicker comes in huge. He's not wrong. We'll go to we'll go to well, we'll go to the Tate. We're gonna go to the Tay Tay Bowl in Kansas City with the Chiefs forty one, the Bears ten. I just gotta say, this. everybody wants to talk about uh, you know uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, but here's the thing: as a Buckeye fan, my take on this, I've been saying this for for weeks now, and I'll say it again: Justin Fields blows uh, ninety nine yards on eleven of twenty two. The, the, the Bears look. I don't know. Maybe maybe keep losing and get Caleb Williams or, or something like that because I, I don't see the point. They need somebody to turn that organization around. It isn't Justin Fields, and they can blame coaching and this or that. I, I don't know. The, the, well, the you know, do... they don't have a first-round pick next year. I'm going to say to you, they had the first overall pick. We, I said this last we week. Talked week to, we talked to Casey. Reiterate your point. Forgot. Reiterate it. They had the first overall pick, and they gave it away because they thought yep. Fields was the answer and got D.J. Moore. Mm-hmm. And D.J. Moore now is bitching that he's on that team and that they can't get the ball to him. <laughs> See, and I, so I'm just saying that they had it could have taken Richardson, Young, Stroud. Instead, they said, we want Fields. So well, Casey, Casey's proving, once again, we don't have him on because of his boyish good looks. We got him on because there's something inside <laughs> that brain right there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm telling you, they 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 made their plate, and guess what? They're eating it now. So that, they that's they what bad. they wanted to do. Let's, they got let's a go line in it. Let's yep. go to another game right now. And shout out to Alan Perales. Uh, Can uh, I say something real quick? Can you imagine yeah, go going? They might go zero and seventeen and don't have the first pick in the draft. <laughs> Yikes! Ooh. Damn. And we thought it was bad under Hugh Jackson. Uh, <laughs> Well, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna go to the desert where the Cardinals and Josh Dobbs defeat Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Cowboys thinking Super Bowl two and zero. They lose Trayvon Diggs to an injury. Then they go uh, to uh, offensive line went down too. Well, went, yeah, think good point. And uh, got mm-hmm. beat. Dak throws a costly interception late in that game in the end zone. A uh, lot of problems in Big D now. Mm. It's like the Cowboys mm. normally. Yeah, they got, they got, yes, absolutely. They got they got games that are big. Dak goes on right. some streaks where he's you know yep. lights out, looking like oh man, this is the guy. And then it's eerily similar but, to Jimmy Garoppolo to me, where but, it's uh, turnover and bad spots. Yep. But if you think about it, Dak Dak hasn't really turned heads this year for real. For real. Well, this was his first turnover, I think. So I don't think he he were picking. That was his first. That yeah. was his first. Yeah. Game. Yep. So I mean, he he wasn't turning it over like Ed said he was going to throw forty picks. I mean, shit. I mean, I said I did not. I'm breaking news. Yeah. Said that. I might have said that. That's true. And it's a situation where the Arizona Cardinals went to Dallas like on Batman versus Superman and said, "You do bleed." 
Keith, with that, only only on the We Like Sports show are you going to get that analysis right there. And you know, <laughs> the, the, I, the more surprising it. is the Cardinals looking. I I thought I because they should have won last week too. Away. They yeah. I just thought they were giving it away though. I didn't think that they were gonna. Maybe hold Joshua on to Dobbs one. is the answer. You know, former well, interesting. Age. Former speaking Cleveland of Brown. people, speaking of Cleveland, their coaches from the neighborhood I grew up in, and he went to yeah. the same school that I played football at. Their head coach. Wow. Didn't he go so, to St. Ignatius? Same, yes, and the St. Thomas More grade school is where I. Uh, oh, okay, okay. He went yeah. to St. Thomas More and St. Ignatius. Yep. So he's yeah. from right around here. Yeah, he's from here. Yep, wow. head coach. Mm. So, more you know, Ed. I, I mean, I ain't, I ain't got that kind of clout and that kind of, kind of connection that you got, Casey. But uh, yeah, oh yeah, big names, stuff. big names. Right, big, right. Big. All right, now we'll go to our last game last night, mm. Sunday night football. <laughs> uh, Steelers twenty three, the Raiders eighteen in a game that uh, Garoppolo and, and the Raiders kind of gave away. The Steelers, like I said, I, I don't know. They they beat the Browns. They beat they beat the Raiders. Uh, my my take on this was. There were more Steelers fans at that game than there were Raiders fans. That's every game in Vegas. Pathetic, pathetic Las Vegas, and the Raiders should be in Oakland. That's all I'm going to say. Correct. It's not, it's not the Raiders fans. It's the fact that they moved out of Oakland. Exactly. And you know what's going to be eerily similar to this? Baseball, when the A's move. Yep, our, fa- our favorite yep. person. Uh, yep, exactly. That's what's going to happen with that. Just imagine when the Yankees go to Las Vegas. <laughs> it's going to be... More Yankee hats than you see A's. <laughs> well, they're like that everywhere they go, basically. The thing with the Steelers, like I did touch on earlier, is those turnovers. Yep. They're winning these games because their defense is creating turnovers. It's not the offense doing anything spectacular. The defense is putting them in good spots and setting them up for success. DJ Watt and the crew. Yep. Yes. The second thing is, like I said earlier with Matt Gay, is having a kicker is huge. Having Boswell, he's Boswell, a, yep. he's a solid kicker. Yes. Having Justin Tucker is a solid kicker. You see the difference in these teams throughout the years of the Browns. We didn't have a kicker since Phil Dawson. We had Cyber. We had York. We yeah. had uh, McLaughlin. You've None had as many guys, kickers as quarterbacks. Co- Cody Parkey, <laughs> right? None of them. You look at Boswell in those games that are tight. Not this one per se, but it was close. Game. Right, but he right. makes the kicks when it matters. Justin yes. Tucker. McPherson from the, McPherson the Bengals. From Cincinnati. Yep. That's the difference in our division is having a kicker. Having Hopkins? I think we got a kicker. Hope. I think, yes. yes. Seeing yeah, the ball might. actually do this instead of yeah. this <laughs> when it's off the foot is reassuring to me. They're making – I'm not worried about missing an extra point anymore. Right. Well, you know, one thing about D-Hop, too, um, maybe he doesn't have the leg quite as much as uh, McPherson, Tucker, and, and, and Boswell. But, but but from 40, he does from what he needs. 10, he's, he's very accurate. Yes. Very accurate. So uh, the thing with the Steelers is I think that they're always going to be a tough team yep. because that defense has potential and special teams. And special teams. Yes, yep. that's what yep. I think the difference is. The Raiders, <laughs> Jimmy G, man, I don't know. I, I, McDaniels, I don't know. He he waited all that time because he was with the Broncos. Remember, yep. sucked. Got rid of with Tebow, I think. Got yep. rid of him. He waited so long to pick that one team he, he wanted. And they got Garoppolo, which is a guy in his system that knows the system. Yeah. So what's the excuse now? You know, and Garoppolo well, it can't, has be, it can't be Devontae Adams because he's a dog. That guy. I, he I, carried I, it. Yeah. Oh, he did last night. He had a hundred yards in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was crazy. So well, yeah, it, and Devontae yeah. Adams. 
might want to pack his bags too. Oh, well, I was just, I, that's funny. You th- you're reading my mind. I was just actually going to just say that when you said yeah. that. Uh, so good stuff right there. And let's go, let's do this because, you know, we're going to go around the NFL real quick. Uh, two Monday night games tonight. We've got the Eagles and the Bucks and the Rams and the Bengals. Uh, your take, we'll just do this, Keith. Your take on those two games real quick. Okay, because I'm about Joe to run. Burrow's in. Joe Burrow's I know in. Keith's about to run. I know Keith's about yeah, to run. Yeah, I got the ben- I got the Bengals winning and I got Philadelphia winning. Fair enough. Casey, what do you got? Uh, I've got Baker Mayfield. Oh, going three and zero. I'm going. See y'all. <laughs> See ya, Keith. <laughs> I got him going three and zero, and he's not turning it over today. He's the only quarterback this year that hasn't turned the ball over yet. Only yeah. team is the the Buccaneers. So I got him not turning it over. And then the second one is what the Eagles and no the the Rams and the Bengals. Oh, Bengals. Sorry, Bengals. Yeah. yeah, Rams and Bengals. I would say the Rams. So I got the Ram. I got both underdogs. I would say right. I got the Rams and I got yes. the Buccaneers. I think that the, I would say I'm going with the Rams just because uh, they're not looking horrible this year. They, like no, they got not. some players like that that not. you don't know, but they they're they're making. Making Plays. like you know noise, yeah. And then the other one with Baker Mayfield. I, I think I said this a long time ago. That team alone didn't lose many players when Tom Brady mm-hmm. left. Right, that's they true. still got Mike Evans. They still yeah. have Godwin. And that defense have, isn't as bad as what I think people say either. Uh, yes, that's what I'm saying. So I, I don't think in the Eagles, they. If you look at this week, every big favorite though has gotten upset except for it, the Chiefs. It, it, yeah, yeah. So in in Baker. I know I, I ride his, his, his dick here, but I you don't do think, more than that. You have three jerseys of his. I don't. I don't think if we had him with this defense that we have, the Browns this year, who says he can't do what Deshaun Watson's doing? Well, he has been actually. Look at his numbers. He has. That's been. my point. My point. You get him on a team like I said last week. You get him on a team that kind of has pieces around them. You know that could you know make some plays when it needs to get made. Not do some dumb shit like throw the ball five yards backwards when you're gonna get sacked. Like Casey, when you're at when you when you're at Disney, do people say Baker? You're supposed to be at Disney after you win the Super Bowl. What are you doing here now? Yeah, wait till he wins the Super Bowl. Then I'll be hearing it now. Yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> exactly. I'm sure I had to throw that one. In but but I, I'm telling you though, I, I I like I think the Eagles are a tough team, but I don't think this year they've been you know leaps right, and bounds I, ahead no, of other I, teams. I agree, I agree with that. They're I don't think any team has different. been. Yeah, any team no. has been, really. The Chiefs this week, yeah, but overall, I don't think any team has been, like I said last week, leaps and bounds ahead, like, wow, they're they're making right. it for sure. Now, they're, you got some bad away. teams like the Bears and stuff like that, but I don't I don't think the upper yes. echelon – because you look at the Cleveland Browns, for instance. I mean, some people argue they're, they're not elite, but with that defense and with D-Hop kicking field goals, it's hard to beat the Cleveland Browns, especially when Deshaun Watson plays just yeah. normal. Yeah, he plays normal. I don't need him throwing 300 yards. He no, goes 225, just don't turn it over. Just don't turn it over. 30, 30 rushing yards to get a first yeah. down here and there, and then you have that two touchdowns, yes. and you got Jerome Ford – I'm telling you, if they're just not don't do the dumb shit, no yes. flags yes. and no dumb shit. We're, no we're dumb shit. We're, yeah, we're in good spots. I but agree. the Browns are known for dumb shit, so that's the problem. That that is unfortunately the problem. But and that is once again our we like sports show around the NFL. Yay, we made it. We made it. <laughs> but I wanted to do something before we we left because it's your, one of your favorite things to do. I don't have any of this this week, so hopefully you do. I do have something. We're doing Time Hop 2004, everybody. Keith's not here, so. 
Casey's favorite year. All right, so here's what happened. So obviously we're playing the Ravens this week. And in 2004, the Browns and Jeff Garcia beat the Ravens in the opener. And it was one of our only opening day wins since 99, one of them. We haven't had too many. We had the, the Baker one where we beat Baker and the Carolina one, everything. And we had a tie, I believe. But here's the thing against the Steelers. But in that game, the Browns won 20 to 3. We had a touchdown pass from one receiver. One receiver caught a touchdown pass for the Browns in that game. Can you name that Browns receiver? It was a 46-yard touchdown pass from Jeff Garcia to Dennis Northcutt. (laughs) That is a good guess. That is a good guess. But it is not. Dennis Northcutt. It's actually the guy that started Bottlegate. Who was the one that, that, that started Bottlegate? Because he couldn't catch the ball. He oh, came, came from the Big 12. Keith would, would be already on this if he was here. Caught the Hail Mary against Jacksonville to win it with Tim Couch. You got to keep in mind, here, I was six years old. So, um, A famous drink is Captain Blank. Oh, drink Quincy, Mo- Quincy Morgan. Quincy Morgan. Yep, that one. Captain Morgan. I Quincy was trying Morgan. to think. I was trying to think. It was Dennis Northcutt, and there was another. I could not think of the other. Quincy Morgan. Yep. Yep. yep Quincy I knew. Morgan. I knew Quincy Morgan. Joe Jeravicious. <laughs> I guess I don't know Joe Jeravicious. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with Browns. I mean, they had drafted. Um, it was Kevin Johnson, Quincy Dennis Morgan. Northcutt, and Quincy Morgan. All three years in the second round, they had gone. So that was like their their three guys that they had. So yeah. I, so speaking of Joe Jeravicious, I have his autograph because I went to school <laughs> and I played basketball, football, and baseball with his. Uh, did you? What, did ne- you really nephew? know Ignatius? No, I went to Ignatius. I went to the St. Thomas More. It was the school that I knew him from. Oh, I that's okay. I that's another guy. Okay. Yeah. okay. So I played football with this kid and his uncle, Joe Jeravicious. And so I, I, I knew who Joe Jeravicious was. But oh, okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Same that's, that's why we have Casey on. Like I said, the boy is good looks, but he knows the stars. Casey, you're a star. <laughs> the stars. I, pre- I appreciate you coming on. You know, obviously, it looks like a beautiful day in Cleveland. Uh, it was. And, uh, that's it. Yeah. So uh, how long are you, you there for a couple more days or what, what's your – Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going uh, – so I wanted to say this. I'm going Wednesday to the Guardians game. Um, Catch him there. He'll be signing autographs. He'll be signing autographs. Correct. And it is Terry Francona's last game, home game. It is. uh, So they're having a thank you, Tito. 20,000 shirts with it on there. Is that against the Reds? Yes. Yes. Will Benson. (laughs) And then (laughs) they have um, like a video package for Tito. And they sold $11 tickets. Oh, I didn't buy eleven hour tickets because he was here for eleven years. Because you're so big was, time in it, you probably got the key. You probably get your own suite, probably, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought the concert. I went to a Thomas Rhett concert last Saturday in Orlando. I had a, I had a club suite seats for that one. Oh, so, okay. um, but yeah, I'm going to the the game on Wednesday. I'm going golfing beforehand, and then Thursday I'm going bowling. I bowled last Thursday with Peyton, um, and I threw a. Oh, seven who's four- a better bowler? Who's a better bowler? I threw a seven fourteen series. I had a two sixty six, a two thirty three, and like a two fifteen. So, um, and I said I'm go- going golf golfing tomorrow or uh, Wednesday. My dad's birthday is tomorrow. So, happy birthday, Mr. Casey. His, his name is Ed. So, oh, okay. Well, did you? Does he know? Does he know? <laughs> does he know how great his name is? Did you? Did you, Ed, out there? You know, I, I've never done that. No, I've never done that. Let him know. Two two Eds are better than one. I don't know that. It, and funny enough, Peyton's dad's name is Ed as well. This is. I mean. This is, <laughs> So, I'm yeah, so what are the odds telling. of that? But, uh, yeah, so my plans are go- going up for his birthday tomorrow. Uh, awesome. Golf and then Guardians game Wednesday, saying goodbye to Francona. 
Thursday going bowling, and then Friday, 6 a.m., I am flying back to Orlando. Okay. MCL or MCO. Yeah, back to MCO. That's right. Yeah. So. Well, that's it. All, that's it always fun. flies by. So yes. Well, we're always glad to have you back in the land, and uh, happy birthday to your dad. That's awesome. And uh, I just want to say, my, my final thoughts are: I'm, I'm happy. You know, the Buckeye season gets to go on. Uh, November 25th is going to be a big one in Ann Arbor, yep. but uh, I, I can't wait for that. And uh, obviously, shout out to Tito. I know this, like you said, it's going to be his his last game managing the Cleveland Guardians. I want to say thank you. Uh, obviously, you know getting to the world series in 2016 with that team. I don't think any other manager could, could have done what, what he did, especially what he did with the pitching staff and, and everything with Andrew Miller. I think that was just, just outstanding. Um, I wish you nothing but best in your retirement and uh, hey, Brown season's looking good. We're back on track Got a great defense. So things are looking up. That's why we like sports because it's not just about what happens on the field. It's how it makes us feel emotionally, how it makes it, how it ties us together. Like I said, I would have never met you, Casey, if it wasn't yeah, correct. anything. So uh, you, you are my great pals and I want to thank you for coming on and uh, I want to thank our audience and Casey, like I said, I, I think you did an eloquent job explaining what, what uh, your final thoughts were. Cause uh, I would love to go golfing. I would love to go bowling and I'd love to go to the guardians game. So shout out to you and everybody. And uh, Hey, join us next week, Monday at five 30. Well, guess what? We'll do it all again. We'll go around the NFL and uh, we'll have more uh, great sports stories and uh, personal things to talk about. So everybody have a great time, a great week. We like sports. We like you. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.